everybody. Welcome back to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. I want to thank you so much for listening. Hope you're enjoying the show today. I want to ask you if uh, you are watching us on social media. We're going out over Facebook, X, Rumble, and on YouTube, apparently. They haven't cut us off yet. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I want to I want to advise you you should be watching us on Rumble instead. YouTube's not very reliable when it comes to free speech. They have a tendency to edit out what they don't want when you're after after everything's said and done. They do. They do. Uh, do me a favor. Whatever platform you're watching on, any of those platforms, please like, share, and in the case of Rumble, there's a subscribe button down at the end of the screen bottom of the screen there click on click on the do me a favor click on the subscribe button that helps us get the word out helps us beat the algorithm so we were talking about this uh before the break we were talking about the quiet skies program that the faa and the federal government has into place and the behaviors which, if you're doing this sort of stuff in the airport, you can be, it gets you on their radar and it makes you look suspicious as far as they're concerned. Reversing or changing directions or stopping while in transit through the airport. Who doesn't do that? Attempting to change appearance, changing your clothes, shaving, etc. Observing the boarding gate from afar, which I've done numerous times. Boarding last, I almost always do. Because I think it's stupid to stand up in line and wait in line. Just to for, sit in a tube. For an, yeah, in an assigned seat. Mm-hmm. Why would you wait in line and stand up to sit in an assigned seat? I don't understand the logic behind that. If it has anything to do with your luggage, there's always, there's always space in there. To, I've never once ever had a problem having a place to put my luggage in the plane. It's like, stop being silly. There's no such thing as common sense anymore. No, there isn't. It's herd mentality. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is standing up, so you must have to stand up, too. Yeah. <laughs> Using the reflection in storefront windows windows to identify surveillance. <laughs> you can't even look in the storefront windows <laughs> now. No, you can't, because you might be staring through the storefront window, and that makes you look suspicious. You're obviously looking at a reflection in the window. Or observing other people appear to uh, who appear to be observing... Federal, federal air marshal team or 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 subject. So if you like to people watch, that could get you in trouble too. I always people watch. Do you guys people watch? All yeah, the time. I like to know what's around me or who's around me. Uh, yeah, yeah. No kidding. I'm heck. I'm actually. We're, when, all, we're all suspects at this point. I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I when I fly on airplanes, I'm I'm, and I'm in airports. Mm-hmm. Being I'm I'm conscious of the fact that there are bad people out there that want to kill us. So I'm actually actively looking for terrorists all the time when I'm airport or on the plane. 
Exactly. I, I am. Well, so I've apparently always, that makes me look suspicious. I've been that way as long as I can remember. I like to always, I, know, I like to know who's around me. I like to pay attention to my surroundings. It, it's, 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 they always tell, I mean, especially, you know, they always tell women, watch your surroundings, watch your surroundings. It's terrorizing to think that the air marshals are the new terrorists. You know, that's pretty scary. Well, yeah, they're going to strip search you and detain you from, you know, getting on your flight and go through everything, your zipper and what, you know, all this is just (laughs) too crazy. What? They have too much time on their hands. Exactly. (laughs) I don't even have any zippers on my, what I'm wearing. (laughs) Get a life. (laughs) Oh, I'm just kind of, you know. If you guys have not seen that movie, uh, Dinesh D'Souza's Police State, you need to see it because this is the world we live in now. And, and we keep giving them more and more power. We keep letting them do this. And it's like, I think, you know, I think it's entirely possible they stage a lot of this crap just so that they oh, can I push, believe, I push more, more tyranny. I believe 100% that a lot of these riots and stuff are staged. Of course. It's all, it's all being paid by our tax dollars as well as George Soros, mm-hmm. Bill Gates, all of those that have all the money. Even uh, Buttigieg or whatever his name is. <laughs> I can't pronounce his name, but I don't like him anyway. So, But yeah, Charles Schwab was even mentioning stuff like that about the rights and stuff like mm-hmm. looking forward to them. So he might be one of the donors that pays for the signs and the flags. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at a, uh, on this Undercover DC article by UndercoverDC.com. There is, uh, they're talking to a retired federal air marshal by the name of Sonia Labrosco. Labosco who elaborated on the Quiet Skies program and its associated screening and tracking procedures. And she said that on many, on Quiet Skies watch lists do not deserve to be there. In April of 2023, Labosco wrote an article for Undercover DC detailing the way the wife of a 20-plus year Federal Air Marshal Service veteran was labeled a domestic terrorist (laughs) and placed on the Quiet Skies watch list even though she had never been charged with any crime related to January 6th. You know, what this comes down to, people, is... This is, they do not want to let this go. They want to continue persecuting anybody that spoke out against this tyrannical government, which is now running our country. Mm-hmm. We knew what was going to happen. This is why we were protesting on January 6th. I almost went to that protest myself. I, unfortunately, I couldn't get away for it. I wanted to go, and I almost did. I guess I'd probably be in a gulag right now myself if I had done that. Maybe sitting in solitary. Yeah, you're for sure on a list, though. You know, I'm probably you, on a list. Well, yeah, especially I'm on a list just for talking about it. Yeah, but if you flew there for any reason, even if it wasn't for the January 6th, you're still on the list. Persecution, big time. Mm-hmm. Says here that um, uh, labeled and placed on Quiet Skies watch list, even though she had never committed any kind of crime. Related to J6, the TSA paperwork noted Bill's wife broke into the United States Capitol building on January 6th, which never happened, 2021. However, while his wife had been in D.C. on January 6th, she was nowhere near the Capitol building and could prove it with her GPS locations. Uber, and hotel receipts. But all that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Mm-hmm. Concerning Fisher's experience, Labosco explains the nuts and bolts of quiet skies in action. And so what she says is sometimes they put things on these lists to say, well, they are potential domestic terrorists because they labeled them with having broken into the Capitol. So what happens anytime that person books travel? They cannot check in remotely. 
You know the online services that you can check in online. Yeah, I know. I always I always confirm my booking whenever I fly on the website, and I and I go ahead and take care of what I can. And that way, it's just really quick and easy when I get to the airport. But no, if you're on this list and you've got and you've been SSSSed, you no, you can't. You no longer qualify. You for can't do any of that. Here's what I don't understand. They're, they're gonna. They're gonna they're gonna persecute you as much as possible. When is it? When did it uh, become a break in? Whenever the uh, Capitol Police were opening the door and letting people walk in and even showing them around. Mm-hmm. I know. How, how did that become a break in? Yeah, like like the water buffalo looking guy. You know, uh, yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name off the top of my head. They literally escorted him in, escorted him into all the rooms. The the, the video footage is there, mm-hmm. and yet this guy was put in prison. Yeah, when he clearly did nothing wrong, he, he had, was he had horns on. He had <laughs> that, that had to be it. I thought he looked kind of cool myself, you know. And you know, Coy Griffin knows this guy and's met him, and he says this is the sweetest guy in the world. He said this li- guy would literally try to save a fly and release it back into the wild to prevent it from being killed. I mean, that's the, how this guy is, you know. Then when you go to the ticket counter, you're going to see the ticket counter person kind of freak out. Oh my God! It's a terrorist. It's an SSS this, person. This is a terrorist, eight mu- eight month old child. This kid is dangerous. Freak out because it's going to be like it's going to sh- to show on a computer that you're one of those bad bad people. They're not going to let you take your own luggage from the ticket counter. TSL, TSA will come and get your luggage for you. They're going to take your luggage if you're going to check it in, and then they're going to follow and escort you to the security line. Then they will put you through special, special extra security. Oh, you're so special. So special. They, they want to see your body. <laughs> they do. It's like, oh, I wonder what that person looks like naked. Let's see. Um, after security, they're going to uh, have people watching you going through to your gate. When you get to the gate, TSA is going to reverse screen you again. They're going to come to the gate and only pull you and your family. Whoever you're flying with now is on the list, too. So your entire family. So if you've got small kids or grandmothers or whoever is flying with you, they're all going to be on the list because they're flying with you. And if you see them taking a family and and you're standing too close to them, watch out because that'll make you a potential terrorist. Just standing next to them. This is all about persecution. This is all about telling you, if you speak out against this government, we are going to make your life as difficult as possible. We are going to... Put it out there for everybody to see. We're going to embarrass you. They're going to. We're going to humiliate you. We're going to make you sorry you were ever born. Mm. There will be a connector too. They're going to rescreen you at the gate. Since when do you get rescreened at the gate at your connection? It doesn't happen. You've already gone through security. But mm-hmm. apparently, somewhere in the process between the last time you were screened and the time that you were flying on your plane and you're still within a secure area during the entire time, somehow you've become more dangerous. Interesting. Yes, it is, isn't it? So this is all about persecution. Like you can just zap the stuff out That's of the right. They're going to rescreen you at the gate. They're going to take your luggage. They're go back through it. They're going to go through your stuff. See you naked again. That's right. Hey, hey, <laughs> I want to see you naked. This other guy said that, that was pretty good. I want to see you naked too. And you're going to have a minimum of three air marshals on the flight. 
a minimum of three on every flight you take. Eyeballing you the whole time. Yes. That's like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, let's let's drop that part. And if he's on standby, if he's one of these guys that takes standby, we've had nine air marshals on standby in one day for an elderly lady. One lady, a grandma. Didn't even do anything. She wasn't even at the Capitol. She was in another place at the rally in D.C., nine air marshals standing by in a day for a grandmother. Jeez. She looked dangerous. She's probably full of tattoos. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Alarmingly, Labasco says many travelers have no idea they are being tracked. Labasco, who now advocates for air marshals in her work with a private association called the Air Marshal National Council, the AMNC, says air marshals come to her all the time with their horror stories. Can you believe this, people? Can you, can you believe this is happening in the United States? You know, we've let this happen. Mm-hmm. We've let this happen because we haven't spoken out. This started happening big time like after 9-11. Which, you know, you guys that listen to me on a regular basis, you know I've got my doubts about 9-11. Yeah. Okay? Because 9-11 set a whole bunch of things in motion. It set up, it, it, it got the Patriot Act, and, no, and nobody even questioned that. All of this is about setting up the surveillance state. It's all about giving the globalists uh, control over every action you do. It's, it's all about taking away your freedom and violating your constitutional, constitutionally protected rights. I, you know, by the way, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, Patty, I'm always very careful to say constitutionally protected rights. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say constitutional rights, which gives people the idea, oh, the Constitution gives you your rights. No, that's not the way rights work. So I always make yeah. sure I elaborate on that. Well, you know, what? who was it, Jefferson, I think it was, that said if you're willing to give up just the sl- slightest bit of freedom for protections, then you don't deserve any of the freedoms. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our, our watcher on Facebook, Michael, he says the infant might have a boom boom in his diaper. <laughs> he did. They wouldn't let him change it. Because <laughs> you know, I can't say that word either. Because if I said that, I would be, I would be shut off of social media immediately if I said the B word. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, it says here. Uh, let's see. American citizens have no clue half the time that they are being tracked. Marshals will sit between by you in the airport or between you on the plane. They will sit and talk with you to get information from you. And air marshals will tell me, this person is harmless. They should probably realize not to talk so much to somebody they don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if you're a joker. Oh, you know, you, you joke know, around all the time. Yeah. They'll misdrew everything you said. I know. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm bad about that when I'm flying on airplanes. I often strike up conversations with people next to me because often I get into interesting conversations. I wonder how many air marshals I've talked to. Interesting. Yeah. And why you haven't been arrested yet. <laughs> I, I know. They're going to eventually, Well, if I'm you sure. think about it, though, if you were an actual terrorist, you wouldn't really be talking to anybody. I don't know. I don't know. A terrorist might want to try to blend in. Mm-hmm. Mm, I would if I was a terrorist. I'd want to blend in so nobody would suspect. Hmm. 
You know, just yes. like just like they're always saying that people that are psychopaths, they're just some of the nicest people in the world. Everybody thinks, oh, well, I never saw that coming. He's just the nicest person. He was my neighbor, and it's like we talked on a regular basis. I never imagined he could do something like that. But that's the way psychopaths are. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Let's see here. They don't realize they are being followed, and sometimes we are followed then we've are following them from their houses. <laughs> it, is even, it isn't just at the airport or on the plane. We are going door to door for them. I told you they have too much time on their hands it's to crazy. do their real job. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going after these J6ers, which haven't really done anything wrong, in my opinion, instead of action. Does this make you feel comfortable about flying on an airplane, that they're wasting all of their resources on following these people? And instead of looking for like, like maybe profiling radical Islamic extremists from from Middle Eastern countries and stuff like that, which those are the people that they should be keep keeping a little eye on saying mm-hmm. oh let's make sure they're not doing no they're watching these people they're watching grandmas and eight-month old babies this is what this is what your government is using your taxpayer money for it says here active air marshals reach out to me when st- oh okay i already read that uh, however they are often embarrassed and question their jobs because of who they are following and what they are being asked to do they will often tell me it doesn't feel right to be following certain people they feel like they are violating their constitutional rights you think so mm-hmm. you think well, and especially if you're innocent, you're not even aware that anybody's following you. I mean, it's a packed airport and you're riding to and from. You don't know you're being followed because you're not of a suspicious nature. I'm always you, suspicious. <laughs> most people don't even look around. Well, you, you have to be suspicious nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't, you'll become a terrorist. Well, I'll see if there's anything good here I want to mention. Anything left on this I want to talk about. No. Labosco says Americans in the program are in a national database with a photo. So every time an air marshal has a flight, he or she will have a picture of the suspect. It will have personal information. There will be a code designated them to be suspected domestic terrorist. It will list their offense and category. They will say that you, you broke into the Capitol when, in fact, you weren't even there. And then everyone will say they broke into the Capitol. They lied on so many of these people. Boy, that air marshal is going to be carrying around an awful big briefcase. Yeah. I mean, how many people can they just decide to tack in there because they don't like that person for whatever reason? It's like the red flag law. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same thing. Mm -hmm. So this retired Air Marshal Labasca says, quiet skies is a waste of a program because it has yielded zero terrorists since its inception in 2010. Well, it's a government program. What did they expect? They've been surveilling innocent people since 2010, and they have found no terrorists at all. Instead, she adds, the TSA has wasted about $394 million on a program that doesn't work, and it's just a big, lucrative TSA domestic surveillance grab on travelers who pose no threat to national security. Government programs. Yeah. Big waste. Big waste of money. Bureaucracy at its finest. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Huh. You want to talk about, uh, since we're on the surveillance stuff, you want to talk about the surveillance at Walmart? Oh. 
<laughs> why why don't they have them cashiering instead of spying on everybody? Why don't they have them you know doing their job instead of walking around that little machine and seeing if you're actually paying for everything and then turning it off? There they go with that little kill switch. They have a kill switch too. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's an interesting thing. Uh, good friend of mine the other day uh if you guys live in albuquerque was telling me that the walmart on eubank had removed all of its self-checkouts and it's like what it's like because you know the work i'm in the work i do when i'm not doing the broadcasting stuff i do that kind of work i install those self-checkouts and all that cabling and all of that equipment stuff like that I don't remember if I was involved in the original installation of the self-checkout equipment at the Walmart on Eubank or not, but I've done some of them. I've done some of the other stores. Um, So this has been a big thing. Ever since the scamdemic, for some reason, a lot of these stores have been installing all these self-checkouts. Well, you know, that's what happens whenever people come crying that they want $15 an hour for flipping a burger. Well, now they want 20 Oh, yeah. I mean, it keeps going up, but it's like... Common sense says it the more they pay you, it's either a gonna you're gonna have more machines doing the work than people, b they're gonna cut your hours, c everything else has to go up in order to be able to cover those wages. You know, I remember my first job I had uh, when I was like 16 years old. I got a job at a fast food restaurant in Ohio called Burger. Sh- Burger Chef. They're not around anymore. They got gobbled up by Hardee's, if I recall. But that was like my first job. It didn't last very long. I think I was there maybe three months. It just totally was not my thing. But I remember I was getting a little over two bucks an hour at that job. Yeah, and in the eighties you know? when I was a teenager it was three seventy five an hour. Yeah. Two ten for a server for somebody that was waiting on tables. So the idea is, I mean most people don't have a desire to have a career at a fast food restaurant. Some people do. Like, you know, I'm really good at management. I'm really good at climbing the ladder of anywhere I go. And if I was interested in food service work, um, I could I could easily get a job at one of these fast food, re- food restaurants for whatever they're going to pay me. And I could cl- climb the ladder and be managing a store and then be a regional manager in no time flat, which pays pretty good. Mm-hmm. But for the most part... These jobs exist to give somebody that has never had a job a chance to get their feet wet, mm-hmm. get in, get a job. You're not there to make a living. You're not there to be able to support a family or pay a mortgage or any of this other stuff. You're there because it is your probably your first job ever. And it gives you incentive to get better, you know, a better paying well, job. You go in there and you learn the basics of having a job. You go in there and you learn the basics of of following instructions, mm-hmm. uh, learning how to do new things, customer service, communicating with people. What's that? Uh, working working in a team. What's customer service? <laughs> yeah, that seems to be I going seen away. Any for a long yeah, time. I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what. You know, and it doesn't pay very good because you're not worth very much. You have no skill. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going in there and you're gaining some skills. You're, as a matter of fact, you're from a job like that. You're gaining skills that you can transfer to any job you get anywhere. 
You know, a job going in and working for a fast food restaurant, those skills, if that's your first job, can be carried forward to any job you get after that. Because all of those things, you know, following instructions, learning new things, uh, working in a team, customer service, all of those are things that are useful skills in any job you get. Yeah, and as many as I, I would think, the way I looked at it is minimum wage jobs are more for teenagers to be able to save up to get their first car. Yeah, no Or kidding. buy their own clothes. I mean, I couldn't wait till I was able to, I mean, I've been working since I was like eight, nine years old. I used to ride around on my bicycle around the neighborhood and sell newspaper subscriptions. You sound like me. I had a paper route. I'd ride on around on my bicycle with a bag on my shoulder, and mm-hmm. I'd throw papers into people's driveways. And I, another thing I would do is I would ride along the roadways because back then people used to throw glass bottles out of their car, yeah. which is crazy. I used to I collect like, those bottles yeah. and go take take them to the take store. Take them to the grocery store. Yeah, and get 10 cents a bottle for Cash them. them in. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I used to find ways to be... I was an entrepreneur when I was a little kid, and it's like I learned how to make money because I like to... I like to be able to to buy things. My my parents didn't make a lot of money, so I found ways to be able to fund things that I like to do or things that I wanted. Well, and I even would would uh, pet sit for people that are on vacation or you know things like that. Then whenever I got to tr- when I turned sixteen and could legally work a regular job, I was excited to get out there and work a regular job because I hated the clothes my mom used to buy for me. <laughs> you know, my mom was the same way. My mom would take us shopping for clothes. And it had to pass the mom approval. It's like, no, you're not going to have that. You well, know? I would get a lot of hand-me-downs from other people that, that just was had common. Got, yep. Yeah, they that had was bags common. of clothes sitting in their attic or something that they no longer wore. Yeah, I think I was the only teenager in the '80s that was wearing bell bottoms. <laughs> that was just you know, not kosher. I hated bell bottoms even when they were in fashion. It's just, she had me dressing up like a hippie. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I hated it. So I got a job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so these self, a lot of these businesses, including Walmart, started putting in these self-checkouts during the scandemic. Now, I saw this happening right from the beginning. It's like, so what? You're, gonna, you're just going to put all these people on the honor system. All these you just think these people are going to just you know just just honestly scan every single item accurately. They're going to put it in their bag, and they're not going to try to just you know maybe forget to scan something from time to time, or maybe you know when you get maybe multiple uh, of of an item, you maybe only scan part of them um, and then put them all in your bag. Or well, or, that, that's what they were doing before they got that cute little the little cameras. Yeah, yeah, they were doing that left and yeah. right. I would see them, and I'd see God, they're brave. I wish I was brave like that. But, but let me let me tell you something, people, especially about Walmart, because I've done a lot of work for Walmart. I've installed a lot of that equipment. Um, I still do maintenance on that equipment from time to time. When you're at one of those self-checkouts and you think that maybe you're not being watched, <laughs> let me tell you something. There is a camera just above your head at mm-hmm. that check. At each and every checkout, there is a camera just a few feet above your head watching every single thing you do. Yeah. You are being surveilled the entire time you're in that store. And then when you're not at the checkout, there are cameras all over the store everywhere. You are constantly being surveilled. So if you think you can get away with something and them not know, no, you're, they're going to know what you're doing. And, and, it, and it goes beyond that from what I saw from this article. Oh, but what I was going to say before I go on with that, the, uh, 
the store on Eubank actually removed all of their self-checkouts, every single one of them. So now you go into the store and there's just a long row of standard checkouts where the ones that are currently being used have cashiers. It's like, wow, how nice. I missed this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're not getting anything cheaper in the store uh, by you doing half the work and scanning your own crap and bagging it and all this kind of kind. No, you're not. I like I like the personal interaction. I even told the guy at the checkout when I went through the other day, I said, you know, it's so nice to see a face and talk to somebody and have somebody ring my stuff up and, and bag it and all that kind of... He says, you know, he says, yeah, it, he was so nice. He said, yeah, you know, it is, it is a lot nicer. I said, not only that, but I said, it gives a lot more of you guys jobs. Um, but, you know, you mentioned, Patty, about the them keep jacking up the minimum wage for these minimum skill jobs. You know, like... We got to take a break, guys. We'll be back. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. Y también hablamos español. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. 
Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to the final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. You having fun today, Stella? Of course. So, I want to wrap up what we were talking about in the uh, last segment there with the self-checkout surveillance at Walmart. You are being watched, <laughs> whether you know it or not. They've got it something else. Actually, I... You, I didn't even know about this, and you know, I install equipment at Walmart, but it's probably integrated into the system, and it's something I didn't know anything about. But the problem they're having is that 
the whole idea of the self-checkout thing, even all the camera surveillance and all that stuff, they're having a huge problem with shrinkage. Which is why, you know, the store on Eubank no longer has any self-checkouts. Not only that, but a lot of people were complaining they don't like self-checkouts. I don't like self-checkouts. I don't like them at all. No, and even at the fast food places that you go to now, they got kiosks. They do. And you know, more and more places now are not taking cash. You know, just the other day, we were doing our uh, late night show on Saturday night, and Jason uh, brought some bagels in from Einstein's. He said, you know, they don't take cash at Einstein's bagels anymore. Well, that's what happens whenever you let robbers t- basically rob your store every time you turn around, and the, right. car, the, and the police can't do anything because the mayor won't let them. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I personally, I... I I will not do business with a business that does not take cash. Whether I want to pay cash or not, I should have the option to pay cash. I've got this piece of paper from the federal government. It's an official IOU from the federal government that says that this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. Okay? You should be required to accept that currency because, you know— like this whole nonsense with them saying that, oh well, you know, you're, you know, this is this is discriminating against black people and stuff like that, you know, because you're asking for an ID. Well, you know, now you're asking people to have a bank account mm-hmm. or a credit card. Isn't that discrimination? Why aren't they? Why aren't these liberals screaming out about that? It's because these people lie about everything. That's not really what they mean. No, they've got. They want to get rid of cash because they want everything to be digital currency, basically, so that they can determine or they can decide what you are or are not allowed to spend your money on. That's right. It's the mark of the and beast. And when they can go the in there and take away your money that you worked for. And they can just go take it anytime they want to, distribute it to some lazy bum that's never worked a day in his life. Because it's about equity, Patty. It's like we have to oh, have no such we thing. have to have diversity, equity, and everybody needs to be included. It doesn't matter that Get you're off the one your that butts and work. It doesn't matter that you're <laughs> the one that worked hard for the money. Well, you know it's that's like the you, thing it's is, it's not I, fair that other people don't have some of your money. Well, and that's the thing is, I don't mind helping people that need help. You know, people that have mental problems that. They just cannot hold down a job because of their, their, some of their mental problems. Or they are just physically incapable of being able to work. But if you're physically capable of working, I mean, hell, whenever I was on welfare, I worked my butt off to get off of it because I didn't want to stay on it. Yeah. And they tried to trap me on that. That was back in the 90s when my son's dad walked out on us. <clears throat> so Walmart is trying to solve these problems. They're saying... Um if uh, you've been to Walmart, you've probably have been in the self-checkouts. A former Walmart employee who showed her employee badge said in a TikTok post, what you probably didn't know is that Walmart employees who work in the self-checkout area carry devices called TC devices. We're able to see everything you're purchasing, how much your total purchase is, and how much each item costs along with those cameras right above each checkout, which is watching every single movement of your hand and what you're scanning and what you're putting in the bag. Employees with devices have the option to pause self-checkout for any customer and pretend that there's something wrong with the machine if we suspect that you're stealing. You know, that's happened to me before. It's like for no rhyme or reason, Mm -hmm. I'm at the self-checkout and the machine says, "Eh," 
you know, uh, customer assistance needed, you know, and it has, and it keeps saying this thing over and over again. I just kind of wonder if that's what's happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder. They didn't actually see what you had purchased, so they had to stop it and go through the. And they take everything out and said, "Let me cash you out over here." Well, no, that's never happened to me. But you know, yeah. I'm sure when they, they came over, they probably just kind of just glanced and took a look at things, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know it. But if they if they're sure that you are stealing something, they will erase that ticket and take you over here where they can bring it up. Has that ever happened to you, Stella? No, that happened to some people in front really? of me. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I wondered, why did they do that? Like, cancel their whole transaction Then I was worried about going, being the next one on the machine. Yeah. I said, well, if it canceled hers, is it going to do that? But I only had like three items, so I wasn't worried. She had a basket full of stuff. And I guess she was passing some stuff off and like, they said, oh, something's wrong with the machine. Come here and we'll check you out over here. So they didn't accuse her of stealing, but they didn't let her steal. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because right now, they, if you if you if you steal something, walked out of the uh, store with it, they can't stop you. But if they have this cute little thing, like, oh, your machine's acting. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's a different story then. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about digital equity. Mm. This is a new thing that the F- actually the FCC has been working on this for a while. And it's and this is yet again another tyrannical thing that was included in that infrastructure bill that sleepy creepy tyrant Joe put through in 2021. And in this bill, it instructed the FCC to prevent digital discrimination of broadband access. Okay, so what they're trying to say. Now broadband companies are racist, apparently. <laughs> it's like, if you can't afford to get broadband access, uh, then obviously the broadband company is racist and they're discriminating against you. Oh, they you. can find anything to be racist. They can, they'll call anything racist. I thought they'd already outgrown that word. No, you know, they're going to continue to well, use they're that. Well, they're, they're calling it different things now. Now they're calling it equity. There you go. It's equity. Mm-hmm. So it says here, the FCC, it was instructed the FCT to prevent digital discrimination of broadband access based on income level, race, ethnicity, color, religion, or national origin. Is anybody being discriminated against having internet access? Has anybody that you know of that had the money to pay for it ever been saying, been told by the internet provider that, no, you can't have internet access from us because we don't like black people? Or, we don't like that you're a Christian. (laughs) Or, we don't like what country you're from. Has that happened to anyone? Mm, Not that I know of. Not that I'm aware of. No. No. Not that I know of either. While the statutory language is broad, the agency's proposed rule stretches it further to force broadband providers to prioritize identity politics. Wow. Does that surprise anybody? Here's the thing I have to say. Since when did anything like a cell phone or internet access or any of that stuff become a necessity of life? It's not a necessity of life. It's really nice to have, and it makes your life easier in a lot of cases, but it is not a necessity of life. They're trying to make it seem like, well, you're entitled to internet access. You're entitled to a cell phone. You know, this all started during the garbage with the Obamacare thing, yeah. in which they tried to put the thing out there that health care is a right. No, it's not. 
No, it's not. You know, nothing is a right that involves somebody else having to provide it for you. Exactly. At no cost. That's violating their rights. Well, geez, I wonder how we survived all these decades before internet and cell phones and stuff came out. I wonder. I wonder. How did we survive? I you mean, know? riding in the back of a truck in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. That's too. That's so dangerous. Oh, I know. they want to put that's everybody in bubble wrap now. In bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, it's like we not everybody even had a landline in their house when I was a kid. No. Matter of fact, some people couldn't afford a landline, so they'd get a party line. Remember party lines? Yeah, Did you I, ever have a yeah pa- I remember those. Yeah, party lines. You could it's listen really to their cool. conversation. They wouldn't even know. No, you wouldn't know. You know, they wouldn't know. You could just qu- carefully pick up the phone. You know, because way apart for those of you that are young people that don't haven't ever heard of a party line and don't know how a party line works. Basically, what it says, it, it, the way it works is that if you can't afford a line of your own, you get a party line, which means you share a line with someone else, and so. When the call comes through, if it's for you, the phone will have a certain kind of a ring that it makes. If it's for the other person that's on the party line, it'll have a different kind of a ring. So it's like, oh, that calls for me. You'll pick up the phone. It doesn't stop the other person from also quietly picking up their phone and snooping in on your mm-hmm, call. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I remember when, when cell phones first came out. <clears throat> now... Now they're very, very secure. They're encrypted. They got all kinds of stuff going on. It's very, very hard to snoop in on somebody's cell phone Not call. Not for now. the NSA. Not for the NSA. No, they can do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They can hack your camera. They can hack your mic. They can hack your phone. They can listen to any of your conversations anytime they want. But back when cell phones first came out, I remember I had a scanner and it it would scan my the scanner I had would also scan 800 megahertz, which is where the uh, all of the phones at that time, all the cell phones were working on 800 megahertz. Matter of fact, I think the pocket pagers were operating uh, in that same area. Well, what you could do is, if somebody was on a cell phone call, you just turn your scanner, tell it to scan the 800 megahertz band. It would lock in on the first signal that it finds, and it was wide open. You could listen to somebody's phone call. Um, you could, you know, you could listen to her call because it wasn't encrypted or, or, or anything like that. It was just analog, and you could just listen to it. Mm-hmm. You could listen to all these cell phone calls. It was really humorous to hear some of the conversation that went on. Like, you know, I remember there was, um, I remember one time I scanned, oh, I remember what it was. Me and a friend of mine, we were, you know, I've, I've been doing electronics my whole life. So we got a hold of a pocket pager, and we uh, went into this pocket pager. We thought it'd be kind of fun to go into this pocket pager and basically bypass the squelch in it, okay, which means it just was on all the time. You just, whatever came over the air, you'd hear it. Mm -hmm. So we just, for entertainment, we listened to the pocket pager, listened to all the paging calls coming through, and you'd hear hear people calling in, and there was one person that called in one time. Uh, This woman called and left a message for her husband. Apparently her husband had been cheating on her, and she left the most... Vulgar, vulgar message <laughs> for her husband on his pager, and of course we're listening to it. You know, we can listen to all of them on it. It's like it was so much more, much more fun. Everything's so secure and encrypted, and everything now. It's like you can't get away with anything anymore. Sounded entertaining. It was really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, how did I get off on that? Anyway, all right. So the FCC. 
has now a, adopted a rules, and this is all part of this 2021 infrastructure bill, in which the commission ratified would empower the agency to review and investigate instances of discrimination by broadband providers to different communities based on income, race, ethnicity, and other protected classes. Hmm. So, like the nonsense we're saying healthcare is a right, now they're saying that internet service is a right. How did we survive? And guess who pays for this? The taxpayers, of course. Taxpayers pay for it. This is a redistribution of wealth, only they've kind of labeled it as something else. Now it's all about equity. What happened to the old encyclopedias or something like that if you needed yeah, to get information? That's right. You can't afford the broadband, just get a get a get a set of encyclopedias. I'm sure you can find an old set somewhere that somebody will give you. Um the internet's but, much easier though. Yeah, it's yeah. this entitlement mentality. It just really, really upsets me. I kind of feel entitled to have internet. Do you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to read. The internet Tunnel. is faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And besides, if somebody else is paying for it, that'll work. Right. And those of us that have stuff and others don't have it, then they call us privileged. Yes. Or, no, I work my butt off. That's why I have the things I have, because I work my butt off. That's mm-hmm. why. I worked for what I have. Yeah, I did too. Anyway, there you go. Well, I want to get on with our funny stories of Let's have a little idiot, bit of fun here. Criminals, Let's, which is our favorite that's, story. That's right. So, we've decided that what we're going to do now uh, at the end of the shows is we're going to we're going to go through different favorite articles that Stella and I have with criminal idiots in the news. <laughs> Stella, what do you got? Well, I like this guy that worked with a church, and he was working there, and he took everything. He took the recorder, the big screen TV, the uh, everything he could uh, uh, that was applied to the here the system there at the church, and he stole it all and took it to his home. And uh, he stole stuff from his church from the church that he worked at. Oh, wow! So then they somebody ratted him out. So then the police went down there and checked at his house, and sure enough, he had it all hooked up and everything, and all it was all at his house. And he wanted to know who ratted him out. <laughs> and the, the police said, well, it starts with a G and it ends with a D. Figure it out. So <laughs> God ratted him out. Yeah, that was. I thought that was funny. Which was your favorite? <sighs> God, I had a few things I picked out here. It's uh, Which one did I like the best? Well, <clears throat> this is a good one here. This guy, apparently... Now, this has happened to me before, but unfortunately, uh, but fortunately, I was not the one going the wrong way. Alleged drunk driver arrested after unwittingly calling 911 on himself like a dumb idiot. idiot. He's an idiot. (laughs) This is so funny. All right. So this guy, an alleged drunk driver, unwittingly handed himself over to Nebraska police when he reported someone else driving in the wrong direction. As it turns out. He was the culprit. (laughs) Got arrested. (laughs) A hilarious video shared by Lancaster County Sheriff's Office Thursday captured the bizarre incident that unfolded in March. It says here, The man told dispatchers that someone driving a truck was on the wrong side of the highway, 77 in Lancaster County, and nearly ran him off the road. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So... Through, though rattled by the close call, 
the drunk driver gave officers clear coordinates of where the collision nearly happened and the perfect opportunity to hunt him down. (laughs) And they got him. I wonder if that sobered him up real fast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you think? (laughs) When a deputy, deputy pulled the man over just moments later, the driver immediately realized what he had done. Do you know why I stopped you, sir? (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because I was on the wrong side of the road, the man responded, <laughs> chalking the error up to a missed exit. <laughs> yeah, right. Not to mention that he was drunk. <laughs> the, the driver was caught with a blood alcohol content over twice the legal limit, prompting police to arrest him and put him in the back of a patrol car. Okay. That's, that was a good one. It another, was. Another one that I like, this guy went to Atlanta in a nail salon. There's only women there, right? They're having their pedicures, their manicures done. And he Maybe he in, identifies yeah. differently, though. And he okay. would, No, he went right. in there to rob them. Oh, he went in there to rob them. Yes, okay. and he went in there and goes, everybody down the floor. And everybody's like, no way, my nails aren't dry yet. And I'm not going to get bubbled up because you're having a trippy day or whatever. <laughs> and he's yelling at them, everybody get on And one lady had already had her nails done. She had paid and she looked at him, rolled her eyes and just walked out the door like, whatever. Ever. And the other ladies are sitting there with their fingers spread apart, right, because they're having their nails dry. And he keeps yelling at them and saying, they're unfazed. Everybody get on the floor. Give me your watch. Give me your purse. Give me something. And they're looking like, said, no, I have to pay for my manicure. So he left very quietly with nothing, just like they weren't paying attention. And he was coming in trying to sound vicious, you know, everybody on the floor. And they go, yeah, right. No, no. No, <laughs> we're not doing this. No, no, no. These things take some time to dry. You realize that? I didn't sit like, here no. an hour for nothing. Yeah. You know? And they ignored him. So he quietly left empty-handed. Just That's the problem with ena- enamel nail polish. I don't yeah. like that stuff at all. I like the other stuff. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Um, the stuff that gets really, really the gel? hard. The gel. Mm-hmm. That's the best. The gel is the best. Well, when you pay $7, $70 to have your nails done, you're not going to just fall on the floor and botch it all up. No, you, no, You'll be no. there another hour having no, it fixed, no. you know? Sorry, you're going to have to wait for me on yeah, this. Yeah, so they, they, he just left. He was very you know, depressed. <laughs> I, I read, an, a re, this is like one of my favorite ones. I read this one in which uh, this woman goes to a tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gives, gives the tattoo artist, uh, you know, instructions on you know, what she wanted. Well, later on when she gets home and, and takes off the covering from it and everything to take a look at the tattoo that she had gotten, she realized that this tattoo artist had not tattooed the thing that she wanted on her. He had tattooed an image of a... A male part. A male part. Yeah. <laughs> a male appendage. And we'll let you know. Use your imagination. Use your imagination what it was. <laughs> Neil's to say that was not what she had wanted. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. And and when they asked him why he did it, uh, he, he just said, I don't know, something to effect of, eh, just because. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, how mean. <laughs> That's a mean thing to do. Well, I like the one about the guy that he was a fraudster, right? He $950,000 worth of fraud and all that, and he ran away from wherever he was at. Cops were looking for him, so he joins Match.com and puts his picture on there. Well, the cops knew what he looked like, and they found him through Match.com. Yeah, he gave himself up. Isn't that great? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, criminals need love, too. <laughs> That's what, he's, that's what he said. That's right. It's like, you know, I'm a criminal, but I need love. But they caught him. Here's my, I think this is probably my favorite one. Uh, this was in the New York Post. 
and they were talking about a Texas mystery man dubbed Edward Scissorhands <laughs> cuts neighbors' trees overnight. Remember that old film with Johnny Depp in? It was like mm-hmm. I think the first thing Johnny I Depp was it. ever in. Yeah, I liked that movie. I, I liked it too. I thought no, it was... he was in Twenty One Twenty First Jump Street when he was younger. Oh, I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Edward Scissorhands was maybe the first movie he was in. It might have been. I'm trying to remember. It's, he was really young. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know he. I think he might have been in another movie, but I don't know if it just it just didn't make wasn't that big of a deal or something. Yeah. And then it was Edward Scissorhands's. So so these these people are saying, okay, this is really funny. A mystery man who resides. who residents have dubbed Edward Scissorhands has been bizarrely snipping branches off residents' trees late at night in Fort Worth, Texas, stumping cops and neighbors. The self-appointed arborist Oddball has trimmed at least a dozen trees on streets in front of homes in the area and was caught on camera several times mid-snip, according to CBS. (laughs) Sometimes he'll just take a little bit. But then in other people's trees, he'll take massive gobs. Neighbor Ashley Tom... Tommen fumed. In home surveillance footage, the branch bandit can be seen doing the deed normally at around 3 a.m. with an unleashed dog before stepping back to admire his work. Residents just want him to leaf them alone. So he was making like little bunnies out of them or deers and he was just chopping them up? I think he was just chopping them up. I don't think he was doing a really great job like Edward Scissorhands was, you know, making them into real sculptures and stuff. That might be actually kind of cool. Yeah, I would have liked that. Yeah, that might be. Well, 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 wait, wait. What about the Alaskan bank robber that went in there and held up the bank and was wondering how much he got and went outside and started counting the cash and the cops came and caught him counting how much he had taken from the bank? Well, you you know, he probably should have listened to that song, The Gambler. You know, yeah. you got to know when to hold them. And know when to fold them. Don't count the money. <laughs> Not, don't right. count your money while you're at the table. That's right. Don't count your money when you're at the table. Hey, guys. So I want to finish off the show today. We got the uh, Thanksgiving holidays coming up next week. What are you guys going to do for Thanksgiving? Um, it's a family thing. We have to get together with the family and torture each other. Yeah. Well, well that can be fun, I guess, right? It is, yeah. Insult yeah. the cook. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tons of fun. What about you, Patty? Uh, it's just my mo- my mother and I, so I'll just be cooking dinner that day, and we might have company, we might not. Yeah, it's yeah, so. hard to say. And if you have company, tell them to bring their own paper plates. Paper <laughs> plates are much easier. To clean up everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I'm getting together with some friends. Um, I kind of like the family atmosphere whenever possible since my family all lives out of town. So I'm getting together with somebody else's family and kind of having a family atmosphere kind of a get together. So, so is it like a potluck kind of? Uh, no, they're they're making a full course, you know, traditional meal. Mm. And I'll, I'll they, probably make something and bring it. They didn't ask you to bring paper plates? No, they didn't. Okay. Uh, the weekend I'll probably do, be doing some target shooting, but other than that. Oh, yeah. I might do that myself, too. I still got to get my, my rifle got, sighted in. I got a new in. toy to try out. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Sharpening up your skills, huh? Yeah. I got to get ready for hunting season, for my hunt. What are you going to hunt for? It, I actually have a, one of my clients has a, a has set me up with a hunt on his property because he buys a lot of that. Yeah. The private property or private owner's um, hunt licenses. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a cow, an elk cow. Oh, nice. nice. I actually have a brother-in-law that uh, every time they have a Thanksgiving reunion, all her family, they get together. And he doesn't really like to be around her family that much. So he goes hunting every Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He'd well, rather do there that. We go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He comes back and has leftovers. He's okay with that. Yeah, I just got to find me a butcher that I can take it to if I do manage to get something. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I think the one thing we have to think about this time of year, especially for Thanksgiving, is we have to think about what we're thankful for. And, you know, friends to me are like one of my most valuable possessions are friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankful your friends, thankful for your family, thankful... Be thankful for what you have. Yeah. And don't be jealous of what other people have. You know, be thankful for what you have. You know, money cannot buy you happiness. No. It's one thing I've learned in my life. Sometimes I'm just thankful that I woke up. Yeah. 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 That was a a process in work, having to wake up. So we're not doing a show next week. We're going to take a break. We're going to spend time with uh, friends and family. um, And uh, I'm just going to take a much needed break. It's a lot of work doing this show. And uh, we'll be back the following week for an awesome show. And I want to invite you guys to check out my late night show Saturday night on social media on uh, Facebook, X, and Rumble and YouTube until they cut us off, um, in which we talk about anything strange and unusual. It's called The Continuum. So that starts at 10 p.m. on Saturday nights. And I'll be hosting that show this week along with uh, Jamie and Jason. So anyway... Send us your comments or suggestions to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, and you can listen to replays of our shows on there. You can check out the resource tab. You can listen to the Rebecca's or the Becca's monologues that I have posted on there. And you can watch us live every Friday morning, 9 a.m. to noonish on uh, Facebook, Rumble, X, YouTube maybe, um, where you can watch us. You can call in on our call-in line, and you can join the conversation. And don't forget the KDAZ on Saturdays. That's right. And KDAZ, we have the replay on KDAZ every Saturday afternoon, 1 to 4 p.m., and that is on 96.9 FM, AM 700, and streaming online at conservativetalkabq.com. Make sure, if you're watching us on social media, like, share, subscribe, all of that stuff, please do that for us. If Especially on Rumble, click on that subscribe button down there at the bottom of the screen. And uh, that's how we get past the algorithm. So, happy Thanksgiving. We will see you the following week. And until then, remember that freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we're weak. Together, we are strong. It's time to stand up. Open your eyes. Reject division. And tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda and hate, hell no, we won't comply. We We are are the the resistance. resistance. God bless you all. Have a safe Thanksgiving and see you in two weeks. See ya. Bye.